It's Friday, January the 7th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, dozens dead after Kazakhstan protests, and America's awful anniversary. First, the world in brief. Authorities in Almaty, Kazakhstan's largest city, claim to have liquidated dozens of protesters as more anti-government demonstrations were staged on Thursday. 18 members of the security forces were also said to have been killed. Russian paratroopers were called in after a state of emergency was declared by Kasim Yomar Tokayev, Kazakhstan's president, as part of a peacekeeping mission by six former Soviet states and fronted by Russia. President Joe Biden used a speech commemorating the first anniversary of the storming of America's capital to mount an attack of his own. Without mentioning his predecessor by name, Mr Biden accused Donald Trump of spreading a, quote, web of lies after having lost the election, endangering democracy. Shortly afterwards, Mr Trump struck back, saying, quote, the big lie was the election itself. Samsung, the world's largest chip and smartphone maker, said it expects operating profits to hit 13.8 trillion won, $11.5 billion, in the fourth quarter, a 52% increase on the same period last year. Global demand for its processors remains high. However, the South Korean firm's short-term prospects may be hit by the lockdown in Xi'an, a Chinese city in which it runs a large plant. At least four lawmakers in Hong Kong, including the Secretary for Home Affairs, were sent to a grim government quarantine facility after they attended a banquet for a Chinese apparatchik. A guest later tested positive for the Omicron variant of COVID-19. In Brazil, meanwhile, President Jair Bolsonaro criticised regulators for authorising vaccinations for 5- to 11-year-olds. In the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, the hardline president, said unvaccinated people who violate stay-at-home orders would be arrested. A Ukrainian court seized property owned by Petro Poroshenko as part of an investigation into whether the former president committed high treason. Mr Poroshenko is accused of, quote, facilitating the activities of Russian-backed separatists fighting government forces, including helping them sell $54 million worth of coal during his presidency. He denies any wrongdoing. More than 13,200 people have died in the conflict since April 2014. America's trade deficit hit $80 billion in November, close to September's record of $81 billion. Demand for cars, industrial supplies and consumer goods such as toys and games during the holiday season boosted imports. Signs that supply chain bottlenecks are easing also helped. The trade deficit has grown nearly 30% year-on-year since November 2020. OpenSea, an online platform for non-fungible tokens, claimed a value of $13.3 billion after attracting investment of $200 million. NFTs are booming. According to Chain Analysis, a blockchain data firm, more than $40 billion worth of the digital chits were traded in 2021. It also found that cryptocurrency-related crime surged, estimating that $14 billion was transferred to illegal addresses. 
and figure of the day. 61. The percentage of Britons who prefer a monarchy to a republic. And now, here's today's agenda. Biden's vaccine mandates arrives at SCOTUS. On Friday, amid an unprecedented surge in COVID-19 cases, America's Supreme Court considers two of the Biden administration's vaccination policies. The justices will decide whether federal agencies overstepped their authority in requiring employees of large businesses to get vaccinated or face testing and whether the federal government can require healthcare workers at facilities that receive Medicare or Medicaid funding to get jabbed. The mandates are opposed by business groups, religious organisations and 27 republic-led states. They argue that Congress never gave the Occupational Safety and Health Administration or the Department of Health and Human Services the power to require vaccinations. The danger posed by the pandemic is not, quote, grave, they say, and the mandates are not, quote, necessary to ameliorate it. Meanwhile, the Biden administration says statutes clearly empower OSHA and HHS to implement rules that would save, quote, thousands of lives and prevent, quote, hundreds of thousands of hospitalizations. The court will probably rule quickly, the mandates are meant to come into effect by the start of next week. Marley's coup leaders dig in. On Sunday, the heads of state of the Economic Community of West African States, a regional bloc, hold an, quote, extraordinary summit about a recurring headache, Mali. The group wrestled the leaders of a coup in August 2020 into agreeing to elections 18 months later. But in May 2021, Asimi Goita, who led the coup, staged a second putsch arresting the civilian figureheads he had installed and naming himself president. The 18 months are up in February, but there will be no elections. Instead, after, quote, national consultations... The junta shamelessly proposed to extend military rule by up to five years. France and other Western countries, which have had thousands of troops in Mali fighting jihadists, are frustrated too. That the junta seemed to be bringing in Russian mercenaries has not helped. ECOWAS has imposed sanctions on about 150 people linked to the coup and their families. More sanctions are likely. It is not clear how much difference they will make. Help wanted in America's job market. The hunting is happy for job seekers in America. Forecasters expect figures released on Friday will show that about 400,000 people joined payrolls in December. That will add to evidence that the labour market has recovered remarkably quickly from its nadir earlier in the pandemic. The rapid spread of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 will probably tighten the market further. People already working will continue doing so, but the hesitant may stay on the sidelines. That is a headache for businesses hoping to get back to full staffing. It also poses a conundrum for the Federal Reserve, which has vowed not to raise interest rates before the economy returns to, quote, maximum employment. 
But even with millions of people choosing to stay at home, the unemployment rate is projected to fall below 4% in 2022. That could push the Fed to act as soon as March. The sign of things to come at CES. The ever closer bonds between car making and technology was on display at CES, an annual tech extravaganza, which runs in Las Vegas until Saturday. Alongside giant screen televisions, fitness trackers for cats, and gaming clothing that stimulates wearers' muscles with electrodes, car makers showed off their vision of the future of transport. Many did so virtually as COVID 19 dissuaded many big firms from attending in person. General Motors used the event to launch its new electric Silverado pickup, while Mercedes-Benz pointed the way to the arrival of battery-powered cars that can travel up to 1,000 kilometres with its new concept vehicle, the Vision EQXX. With less of an eye on emissions-free motoring, BMW unveiled a car that changes colour at the touch of a button. Deals were also struck between car makers and chip firms such as Intel's Mobile Eye and Qualcomm. It's a safe bet that these will improve assisted driving and speed up the development of autonomous cars. Footnotes, our deputy editor on The World Ahead 2022. What can the world expect in the coming year? We ask and try our best to answer this question in our annual publication, The World Ahead, every November. It combines predictions, forecasts and analysis from our journalists and outside experts. The process starts each May when Tom Standage, Deputy Editor of The Economist and Editor of The World Ahead, holds a brainstorming meeting open to the entire editorial staff. In pre-pandemic times, this was at tea time, with vast quantities of pastries and tea to encourage attendance. The ensuing sugar rush led to an outpouring of story ideas. During the pandemic, we've resorted to Zoom. Tom then compiles the suggested topics, themes and interesting people into a notional contents list. The contents list evolves steadily as writers change topics and news intervenes, even after the process of editing and determining the layout has started. By mid-October, the edition is broadly complete, but changes large and small are made right up until the print deadline in early November. This timetable means that American elections are particularly tricky. One of Tom's tasks is to write a short assessment of the previous year's predictions. But ultimately, the aim of The World Ahead is to draw upon the economist hive mind to identify the themes and topics that should be on readers' radar, such as how to ensure fairness in the hybrid workplace, Chinese firms' new global strategy, or emerging technologies to watch, regardless of the accuracy of specific predictions or that's what we like to tell ourselves. Winter Quiz, the winners of week four. Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's quiz. The winners chosen at random from each continent were Asia, Yuko Morikawa, Tokyo, Japan. North America, Sebastien Le Bon, Saint-Constant, Canada. South America, Philippe de Gamboa, Bogota, Colombia. Europe, Catalina Bogdan, Bucharest, Romania. Africa, Madeleine Wakanagel, Naromoru, Kenya. Oceania, Jeff Senduk, Jakarta, Indonesia. 
they all gave the correct answers of John Wayne, the Stark family, Kent State and Parker Brothers. The theme connecting them all? They are the real names of superheroes. Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark, Clark Kent and Peter Parker. Stay tuned next week for another round of our winter quiz, or as one reader correctly pointed out, summer quiz for those in the Southern Hemisphere. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Nikola Tesla, who died on this day in 1943. Life is and will ever remain an equation incapable of solution, but it contains certain known factors. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 